Oh, oh, there we go. We're recording. Nice. Hello, Patrick. Hello, Hugh. Mauricio has done his usual trick of trying to sabotage our podcast getting to 50 episodes, which it should have done last week, by trying to miss another week. <laughs> okay. Which episode are we in now? 40, this is 48. We're on 48. now. 48. Almost there. We've had, two, we've had two weeks off in the last four weeks, so we would have been yeah. on like 50 by now. But uh, okay, he's, t- he's trying to stop us from getting that far because he's, he's scared of commitment. So, <laughs> I mean, he can also set his goal. When he reaches fifty, then he can stop. He can do yeah, it like I don't know the stones, do, and then keep on touring. That's true, but he he, want, he seems to want to be on another dumb day instead of this podcast. I think that's what he's aiming for. He wants to be on video, I guess. Yeah, Still aiming be, for that actor career, right? Yeah, he, want, he wants to be on their cool video podcast, not my boring old school just podcast podcast, which is for free. I right? this year's for free. The other production is not for free, right? No, another Don Day is free. It's on YouTube. And I mean, no, the production. Oh, to produce all this it. TV stuff. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like, to, to have all the production set up, the equipment is not oh, for yeah. free. No, it's not. No, no. <laughs> they do it at the library. Yeah. But they film it on their phones, so. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's what the quality is, that shit. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did have cameras and they went, I don't know, it's the difference. They just started using their no, phones. No, no, it's true. Like, nowadays, <laughs> like, especially when you have, like, a newer iPhone or so, there's no difference yeah, at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And then the sound is all from the, uh, from their little recorder they have there. Okay. It's actually quite a big recorder. They've got the Rode Podmaster. Oh, nice. I actually know that the thing. Library. Yeah, like I the thought podcast. about getting it. I thought about getting it. Yeah, yeah. from the podcast I listen to, they have it like they, they got it sponsored. Either, yeah, so we can plan to use it as well. If you see okay. photos of them in the studio, James has a, has one in front of him. So okay. they use one of those too. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people use them. Uh, it's because it's just kind of all in one. Yeah, right. It's, yeah. it's really good. And I saw you like, can basically do what I do in Audacity. You can do it yeah. as you record. Yeah, you can do that already. Yeah. That's that's also like uh, when I saw that as a DJ, um, I saw everything directly. I was like, okay, this yeah. this, this of course not everything one hundred percent, but no, everything made no. sense with the uh, with all the channels, equalizers, and blah blah blah. In there, I so. basically do about six steps of production on this, and you can essentially do that as you go on that. So yeah, it doesn't right. matter. There was a guy who said his thing was like ten minutes from uh, when he got that. It was like ten. One day it was ten minutes from recording to uploading because he didn't really have to do any editing afterwards. Okay, that's nice. Which that's is nice. pretty good, you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah, like... That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, he had to do just a little bit of sound clean or something like that. I don't know. He, he uses... He uses, um... In fact, I used to use them for a while. He uses, uh... Shotgun mics. Okay. In, like, a sound room and he just has to do something like cleaning up some of the echo. I don't know exactly. But if yeah. you have a plugin for the for the for editing tool or so, then yeah, yeah, does that on its own. It just needs to hit execute. It's true. Yeah, yeah. But I am thinking because I I haven't got this thing. I've tried so hard to get this damn thing to work with all four inputs on my laptop, and it just never has. Uh, Still until this day. Until this day, I've done all kinds of stuff with it. Because you have Linux, come on. Well, Linux is the best. (laughs) (laughs) I saw someone using this on Linux, using it fine. I saw a video and he just plugged it in and used it. Did he also use Audacity? Yeah. And he used used Thingy as well. He's the other one I have, which is called uh, something else. I forgot what it's called. And he used it to just re- write him, ask him straight you, up, yeah, like, he, write him like, "How does this shit work? I cannot no, make it and work." He did the firmware <laughs> update on Windows afterwards, and I did that. And my I took this in and did the firmware update on it, so it would be up to date. But you said Windows. 
Does he use Windows? No, no, no. Okay. He did it on Windows after using it on Linux. Ah, okay. And then okay, he okay. plugs it in again and uses it okay. again on Linux. And I was like, that doesn't even make sense. To, I thought I had to do it before. I thought that was the problem. So I took it into yeah, okay. work. And, and But my, my laptop works on Linux now. But when I first started, it was on Windows. And I did the, all that. I did everything you, you meant to do. And it still, I couldn't get it to go. And I tried it, it not in yeah. Audacity. I tried it in the other thing. I'm doing something wrong, but I don't know what it is. Okay. You if, you, if you ever need a Windows computer, <laughs> yeah. I have two. <laughs> yeah, right. Not by choice, but you know, it's because I, it's I the biggest shit. I have zero. I don't have any yeah. Windows computers in this house. If I would not DJ with a computer, I wouldn't do it this because is developing is on Linux even also yeah. smoother. Yeah, that's Definitely. true. To be honest though, I might just get a Zoom with four inputs. Just okay. sell this, get a Zoom because they're not that expensive. They're not that mm -hmm. cheap, but then... They work pretty okay. well, and they. Last. And you can sell this thing here in Iceland, I guess, yeah. for a little more money. <laughs> Probably, I could say, yeah. yeah well, it, it cost me this much because it technically did, including import fees and everything. No, you, know? you can get the same price, I guess. Probably, yeah. I yeah, yeah. get a hundred euros back from them, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, at least. I mean, no, I nearly like so. There's a guy called Fricky um, who does a podcast out at Kjepelvik, and he was looking for one of these hmm. on Facebook on the groups I was on. Oh, I yeah. messaged him on Insta. But literally, he had just posted a picture on Insta of him. He bought the the uh, pod station, the, 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 that road thing we were just talking ah, about. Okay. He literally just bought one. Yeah. He went, oh, it's just easier and it's future proof. And they, they, they make the software for it. So as you update it, you just get it from one source. And it's easy. Okay. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And damn it. <laughs> you know, because I wanted to go. I was like, I'll buy that. Come on. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Shall we address the elephant in the room, which is happening right now? Yeah. So it's it's the 4th of October as we record. <laughs> this will go up on the 8th. Uh, and Facebook doesn't work. And neither does WhatsApp. And neither so does Instagram. All Facebook services. Yeah. And apparently uh, Oculus VR has gone down as well. All Facebook services. Yeah. Well, no, and I say, yeah, all the things yeah, right, Facebook owns. Right. But I was like, what does Oculus VR do? online i don't know what it, i thought it was yeah you have to that, that's the thing uh, facebook is mandatory for this shit now this is why a lot of people yeah. don't have the oculus anymore well, this is because the you have to be I, I think you have to be locked in or so this is the problem they're tracking with, all your data yeah and this is the problem with when one of them buys everything which is yeah. what's happened yeah and if the, imagine if google goes down tomorrow that's everything on the internet. I mean, with Google, with Google, I'm more fucked than with Facebook. I'm, I'm enjoying the time now. No WhatsApp, WhatsApp yeah. messages, no Instagram yeah. messages or anything I can see. I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> you wrote me a message just like I an old school you, SMS. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, used yeah, an yeah. SMS message. Yeah. Which and is, you know which, what? Uh, in uh, Iceland, if you're on Nova, is usually free anyway. Yeah. Even if it's not two other Nova phones. And so. you can send gifts over it. I'm like, why am I not using it like, all yeah. the time? So you can uh, send pictures. It, yeah, but sometimes it will cut it into two messages because it's SMS other than that. Yeah. Over the nut, he'll go, this is an MMS now. And you go, okay. <laughs> All right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So Facebook is bad at it doing it's the only thing it does right now. Yeah. Uh, Running. Yeah. Creating revenue with just being there yeah. and doing nothing. But Do you think it's also, it, it wouldn't be weird if they get it back up like tomorrow afternoon. But then it's like, hey, we still got everyone's data for this time somehow. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> I yeah. couldn't use you to, to, to message my friends, but also, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's funny to see. Like, as of for now, it's like six hours down or so. I literally funny, didn't like, notice until I was 
Just looking. Yeah, I also just looking on my watch. Oh, yeah, I just yeah, got yeah. messages it's, from it's, Signal, and that's the only <laughs> yeah, place well, I get messages I messaged from now. Mo on Signal, just being like, "All right, you're gonna make it tonight." Cause yeah. WhatsApp is down right now, and he just went no, and I went, "All right, I'll I'll have to text around." <laughs> I texted Gizly, he wasn't available, and Altnor, and then you, and then there we go. That's third choice. Third Always choice. Germans are last. Well, I thought <laughs> Gizly was easy because if he is available, he lives over there. Like he okay. lives like five minutes from my door. Okay, yeah, so I was nice. like, yeah, yeah. I was like, actually, I could get him on because he's on another dumb day, and then that everyone who's been on another dumb day would have been on this podcast. Yeah and seen that it's better and they would have stopped doing it. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also Gizli's going to be a dad soon. So this will be like one of the last okay. chances to get him on before he's going full on into uh, okay. early fatherhood. Okay. Because no his more sleep, girlfriend's uh, crazy pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Aaron, how you doing? <laughs> she's cool. She's cool. Okay, she's not crazy. That's last, good. No, yeah, she's not crazy. <laughs> well, mm, not in a bad way. She's <laughs> ah, that's good. Aaron's crazy, crazy in a fun way. way yeah, that's know. good because it, otherwise it's just boring. Yeah, no, but she, she uh, last time I saw her was Mo's kids uh, party, which was a week yesterday because today's Monday for us. And it was, it was a week before yesterday. And uh, she was like, my grandma, I think she said, had said uh, that I'm having it tonight. And uh, she thinks she's psychic. Okay. <laughs> so then they, do, they drove me to Hlemmer because I was meeting someone for dinner. They gave me a ride to Hlemmer and dropped me off, which was nice. And I just went, hey, good luck for tonight, I guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as far as I know, they don't have a kid yet. Okay. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just hope it's quick. Everyone I know is having out. kids, though. You're just yeah. having a dog. Yeah. You know? My dog has been born like... Yeah, 24 hours ago. Yeah. I'm more than 24 hours ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you, you have to wait four or five weeks, I think, right? At I have least. to wait eight weeks until I can get him at least eight weeks. Maybe yeah. up, up until 10, it depends on how he develops. And now, like, hold the... Because they can't the, be taken away from their mom for ages. Well, not for yeah, ages, for, no, but no, for, just for, for the first month weeks. or two. Yeah, and also yeah. for the first, like, we can see him first in uh, three weeks after, after his birth yeah. because, uh, like, then the mom is now very protective. And also, they need to get all the vaccination shots yeah, and everything yeah. before you can't, someone you else can't comes. Put them on the floor until they've had all their shots and stuff as well. Yeah, exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I remember being in China and guys literally selling them out of boxes, like puppies Shit. out of boxes. Yeah, and I was just like, these are like brand new puppies, guys. <laughs> like, the, if you take, if any of these get taken, they'll be dead in like a week because they, yeah, they yeah. probably should still be with their mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And, this, and this separation you know? anxiety is really hard to get out of the dog afterwards. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like, what are you doing? Oh, that's, <laughs> you know? that's weird. Right. China, though. Uh, China in 2010, yeah. you, you could get anything on the street for about $2. <laughs> it was, was kind of what life was like back then. <laughs> now I wonder, I not wonder anymore why COVID. The second COVID version came around now. <laughs> you can get everything on the street. <laughs> no, but it's not. According to everyone I know who's been there, so I actually haven't been there for now 11 years. Like I left China June 30th, 2010, and that's the yeah. last time I was there. And everyone says it's completely different in Beijing now. Okay. So I don't know what it's like. Apparently, okay. it's a lot more organized. There's a lot more police out. So yeah. a, lot, a lot of the stuff I remember, like people being able to just sell a bunch of dogs on the street, probably doesn't happen anymore. And think about the technology, you know, what yeah. technology they're using nowadays. Oh, the facial like, recognition stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's yeah, I mean, crazy. That, yeah, yeah. And this crazy is not in a good way. So this when, I, a when I first crazy. lived in China, YouTube was still available and Facebook was still available. Okay. Uh, I, I put some context on it the first time I lived in China because <laughs> that's the thing nearly everyone knows about China is that those two things are blocked. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. But right. they literally, by the time I went back, Facebook had been blocked and YouTube hadn't yet. Hmm. And then by... I think 2010 it had been blocked. 
Maybe it got, actually, maybe they were both blocked by the time I got back. But I left in like January 2009. Mm. I went back in like September 2009. And I know Facebook was blocked in between those times. I remember okay. that. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I, I don't know the, the exact time frame or when it happened, but I no. remember also they blocked that. And then Google, like Google in general was blocked. So everything is blocked that belongs yeah. to Google. See, when I lived there in 2010, it was like a, it wasn't blocked, but there was like a massive argument between the two, between the government and Google. Yeah. And when I Googled things, it would redirect me to the Hong Kong site for like a week during okay, this argument. Okay. So I would be looking up google.cn and it would go google.hk, there you go. <laughs> and you, you know. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So I lived there like when it was sort of like China was sort of messy, but it was also when like a lot of the things people are paranoid about China weren't really happening when I lived there. So, you know. Yeah. Weird, weird. This China thing. Ah, it's an interesting place. Yeah, I, I think is. people. I think people are a bit. Uh, they're a bit over concerned about what it's actually like, but at the same time. Yesterday I read. I don't know I which Reddit there, it was. It was. It was just, hey, we bought this this week, and you went, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. You go. Uh, all right, I guess this is where I live for now, you know? <laughs> right. I, yesterday, I don't know what it, exactly the, the Reddit thread I was in, but I was browsing through some posts and some guy said also like, uh, you probably don't want to hear this, but China is not as bad as everyone says when you compare it to the US or so, because of course, yeah. I don't want to say they're better, but I got his point. So he says like, yeah, in, in the US, everything is like wishy-washy. You think everything is great, but in the end, they're basically doing the same thing without telling you and corporates doing the things that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the government is doing. Of course, we don't have to talk about the uh, repression of the Uyghurs. That's complete we bullshit. We've done it twice yeah. on this podcast already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. But I don't want to leave this out because this is this is a proper genocide. But And, and Tom wants yeah. to come on. And when Tom comes on, he'll probably talk about that too. So, yeah, so we'll, it's going to be on at least yeah. three times before but we end there, up. There are some things there. like where, you know, like uh, China is not the only bad guy there. No, you know, no, no. But the then thing. I also think that like... Um, I'm often people go, hey, look at that, and I go. Sometimes that's some fuzzy logic. Like I had, someone told me that, you know, you know, you're German. It's illegal to deny the Holocaust in Germany. It's yeah, it's illegal. And they were a bit like, well, that is technically not freedom of speech. I was like, yeah, I guess it's not. And then that person went on to say, so in many ways, that's as bad as China. I was like, well, no, it's not, because <laughs> when I lived in China, people got into arrested for publishing things. This happened when yeah. I lived there. And they didn't go to trial. <laughs> they went to jail directly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like so. So it's not, it's not the same thing, you know? Yeah. But that also, but then at the same time, people do think, oh, China is like this weird kind of totalitarian state. There are a lot of trials. You can't get out of jail. It's not, yeah. it's not completely uh, like Saudi Arabia or something, you know? I'm just thinking, I don't know how the word is called in English. So there's a movement in Germany also. <laughs> there's yeah. like, well, I say there's well, the guys big... who think there's a magic throne in Berlin. Yeah. No. <laughs> Led by an angry vegan from Turkey, I think. <laughs> that guy? But it's not that guy. You know you know about him. Attila Hildmann, he's yeah, called. Yeah, I, so I, I just know for about the people, Attila, yeah. he, he used to be a vegan chef. Wait, and he's then not Turkish, is he? He's, he is Turkish. How okay, he is he? Turkish. He has a Turkish passport. I'll come okay. to that later because he started all like during the COVID time yeah. and a little bit he also a bit before. He mask wasn't he? Yeah, he had been anti-mask, anti-COVID, and then he starts like, I'm the reincarnation of Adolf Hitler, <laughs> and he is like, he is a racist, he says he's a racist, yeah. although, yeah, yeah, of course you can be, as a Turkish person, you can be a racist, but he's more in a German way racist, which then doesn't make so much sense, but yeah, yeah, compared I, that, to everything else, he says, 
and it's so weird. There's the a search you warrant. Go, like, it's like, well, German racists, the main people they hate are Turkish people. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? And, and this guy goes, look, I'm the face of German racism and I'm Turkish. You're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, right. And he's driving a Porsche, you <laughs> yeah. know, like from all the money he got from his, from his, <laughs> from his cult. <laughs> no, from his cooking and everything. He's oh, yeah, vegan, yeah. He's a vegan, vegan chef. Yeah. So, but now he's, uh, there's a, 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 yeah, a search warrant for him. Like, why? Yeah, because he, he denied, he denied the Holocaust. He uh, did fascism like in a public place, and yeah. he did all that shit. And now he's he did now, fascism in a public place. Yeah, like this. <laughs> he, he promoted that. And <laughs> guess where, crazy. I remember. Guess, guess where he is right now? Saxony. No. Turkey. Exactly, <laughs> because he has dual citizenship. And what does right. Turkey not do? Bring people to Germany. No. Then, then if they if they did something, well, France wrong, doesn't extradite any any citizens. Yeah, that's, that's, of, a, that's yeah, a general French more, policy. They don't exercise citizens. Yeah, but in Germany, Turkey, that's German, why Turkish, Roman Polanski moved there, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, but German Turkey the, has their different yeah, history. So this whole thing seemed to come up around the time that they were, well, maybe the French are okay with Peter yeah. It's like no, they just have a rule that they don't extradite citizens, and he's a citizen, so they didn't extradite him. Yeah, right. <laughs> they didn't go, this means we love pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> they went, no, we, we, we do it for everybody. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is that Inter isn't Interpol based in Paris, actually? Yeah, Interpol's a French company. Yeah, it's basically. a French company, actually. I, so I, I nearly applied for Interpol when I left uni. Ah, okay. Because, you know, I did apply for MI6. MI6 is what you told me. You want yeah. to be the next James Bond. Yeah, so. I did. I wanted to blow stuff up, and it turns out you mostly sit around listening to people's phone calls. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, but Interpol, you and have then to... you can also work at Amazon or Google, sorry. Yeah, so. but Interpol, you have to speak French. Even, la la. even if you don't work in France, you have to, you have, to have... C'est un problème. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I speak a little French, but you have to pass a French exam Yeah. to, to do it. Actually, the same is true for the Foreign Legion these days. <laughs> Didn't used to be. Most people most really? people join the Foreign Legion, but apparently... I mean, it's a well, French no, sorry, to be, a, thingy, to be an officer so. in the Foreign Legion. Ah, okay, to that makes officer, sense. It's a French yeah. thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it makes sense then. So it's all... Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh la la, monsieur. <laughs> Isn't the Foreign Legion really fucking weird as a concept? I don't get the concept. That's the thing. Like, they are, for me, they are uh, uh, mercenaries in my. No, no, they, they kind of are. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. So, so okay, so the, 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 back in the French Empire, they make a legion of foreign volunteers for people who want to get French citizenship. It was banned from being in France. Okay. That's why it's still based in Algeria. <laughs> It's okay. Still tr they still do their training in Algeria. Yeah, yeah, I know that in yeah. Africa, at least what I know. But now, so. like, they seem to be like some kind of weird, unofficial part of the French government that goes around Africa <laughs> doing police kind of stuff for governments that ask for their help. How so, like a military police. Yeah. So, so, like the UN. So, like the ca like Carabinieri. You know about this thing in in Italy? Carabinieri yeah, yeah, yeah. and police. Is it the same? A little bit. Well, it seems. Well, it's, I, I say police. It just like you hear about like it's like oh well, but this thing happened in like Gabon, mm. and you go oh okay, and and they're like oh and they didn't really have an army, so they asked the foreign legion to help. Okay. And you so they are mercenaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, sort <laughs> of. Just yeah. for French countries, well, French and mostly mostly for Africa. They're not really based anywhere else. You, okay. you, they do fight. If France goes to war, the Foreign Legion could be sent to wherever France is, I think. Yeah. But it, from what I can tell, they just seem to go around Africa, <laughs> like in general. They were definitely so in, during Rwanda, they were given the job of getting foreigners out of Rwanda. Yeah. For, for a while. Like, so, so French people would show up with like massive uh, APCs. French Legionnaires would show up with APCs and uh, pick up everyone with a foreign passport and just drive them over the border to Congo. And that was apparently just they were asked to do that by okay. I think the American government or something like that. Yeah. 
because they were doing it already, but they were only doing French citizens, and everyone said, well, why don't you just do all foreign nationals in Rwanda? But, and but, they went, yeah, all right, I guess we will. Are they, are <laughs> they, but are they still then, uh, like, under under French, like, government? Yes, they're, they're part of the French military. Okay, the official they're, part. Okay, there's definitely still weird. French. They're not an independent thing. There's nothing like that. They're still part okay. of the French military. So what the hell is that? that? That is, France still has a military unit in Algeria, which does stuff all over Africa. Well, so like this, <laughs> so like the CIA, which is not based in yeah. US. And, <laughs> and you know what? I think it's pretty mental that Britain still has a unit of the army in Nepal because we do. Okay, the Royal Gurkha Rifles is still trained and recruited in Nepal. Okay, uh, apart from the officers who are all posh white men, but <laughs> but the soldiers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's pretty weird because the empire's kind of over. Yeah, yeah, but we still have a military unit in another country. <laughs> Weird. They, That's, I mean, from what I can tell, the Nepali government doesn't want to get rid of them. They're yeah, like, yeah. whatever, we don't care. I mean, they're probably happy that some army is there or so. Yeah. I mean, they have their own, but it's probably not as good. No. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. I mean, you I could mean there is one other thing about the Gurkhas. Like, the Gurkhas are like, are famously like these ridiculous warriors. So, mm. like, historically. And that's why there is a, because there's a Gurkha regiment in the Indian army as well. And it's literally, because they're just sort of legendarily good at being soldiers. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's still weird that French League and thing. I don't well, like, both get of those that. things like are weird. Yeah, right? yeah, any, of any, any, I don't know. Because we still had an army base in Germany until like 2005 and Britain yeah. did. And I was like, that's quite actually, weird. <laughs> and actually, that's, and that's America around the still corner. does have one, I think, right? No? Yeah, they still, they yeah. still, uh, and now comes to the real weird thing. So the British army was actually in my sector, in my place. The, the British army. I was in the British, I'm from the British sector. So we had like, we still have an abandoned uh, uh, a big uh, base camp from the British army, like nice. in the forest, like it's just big from my hometown. There, <laughs> yeah, there were illegal raves, of course. Of course, of course, because warehouse in a forest. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, but like, there's still Rammstein is still like everyone knows the band, but the band is named after a military base, which is still there. They still have military. Uh, they still have uh, nuclear weapons there in Germany. Do the British do? Or the no, Americans? the Americans uh. still have it there, and that's a funny that's story. That's mental, maybe. though, isn't it? Yeah, it's totally <laughs> mental. So, like the biggest, or it used to be the biggest. Is that because of the Cuban Missile Crisis? They just put them there then, and they're just still there, or what? Uh, you know, you know, because Germany was. The was the border for yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's the thing where they put them there and they've never put them back <laughs> so that's yeah the German there's a few countries between Russia and Germany now I guess there's only one really but <laughs> yeah right right but still they're like yeah it's still it's, it's Poland still, they hate yeah, Russia <laughs> but it's still this German German uh, American relationship which is weird so yeah I mean the British one's pretty weird too yeah but I can tell yeah. you like the funny thing about this whole nuclear base thing is so. Uh, well, it used to be one of the biggest, well, not not one of the biggest, or was the biggest. They'd yeah. say like this electronic music festival in Germany. Now they're, as you know, they're they popped up like mushrooms <laughs> everywhere. It <laughs> no, it's still there. It's called Nature One, and it's at Nature One. Nature One. And it's and at it's, a nuclear base. <laughs> yeah, it is there, but it was built like nuclear was, materials are natural. Yeah, uh, right. They, they, they uh, so naturally. It makes sense when you see the people there. You know, they are completely. You know, but uh, yeah, it, but they're pretty it, it, East German, are they? <laughs> <laughs> pretty sucked. Saxonian, huh? uh, no, but it's it's <laughs> the same as where the Love Parade came from. It's just a protest movement. The Love Parade was a protest yeah. movement, and there they had a protest movement yeah. against the military base there. And this is what founded this festival. <laughs> and there are no nuclear weapons anymore, so we are yeah. we just raving there in the old tunnels and bunkers yeah. there and outside. Yeah, and so yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. So, 
Well, that's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's still weird that they to have also, it in Germany. Like, so. I guess when it comes to America, they literally have them all over the place. Like, yeah. Like, so where I lived in Korea, they just were building a Navy base for the, the American Navy there. Here, they also built it recently, right? Yeah, at, pretty at much. Yeah, 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 Airport yeah, again, yeah, and yeah. They, with their B-12 bombers and everything. Yeah, so, well, come yeah. on. Bring it on, Russia, I guys. didn't see them. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they did good work. But like, um, what was I going to say? Um... Yeah, and like they, they already have one in Seoul and one on the demilitarized okay. zone in Korea, obviously. They have a Navy base in Okinawa and one in Tokyo. And Tokyo is not by the sea, by the way. Not at all. That doesn't make no, sense. No, no. <laughs> not at all. They have, they, there's some kind of weird US Navy center there or something. Okay. <laughs> I think in Kobe as well, somewhere like that. So another port town, but definitely Okinawa has US Navy uh, and Marines. They have them all over the place. It's just really, and, it's just really weird to me when the British still have one in Nepal, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 and the French still have one in Algeria, <laughs> and you're like, what? And the US have them all over the world on their on their ships, like on yeah. their uh, how do you call their that? giant aircraft carriers? Aircraft carriers. You know how they how they are powered with nuclear power? Yeah. Also, we, well, Jesus we, Christ! We have one <laughs> nuclear submarine in Britain, and it's a very okay. controversial thing that we have one. Do as you one. remember that one uh, uh, Russian nuclear ship well, that sank two. in the Baltic Sea? It was around 2000 two or so no there was a thing yeah it was because everyone was still on board and then everyone was worried and then it sank like everyone died in it and now it's somewhere on the ground of the baltic sea and there's still plutonium in it or so ah <laughs> but salt water is actually pretty good at dampening the background radiation <laughs> yeah that's true they actually keep them in water because it's yeah actually, you know. i mean that's that, that's a good thing to treasure it somewhere but you know like if someday if there's some leak or so coming over oh, the years yeah, yeah, i yeah. don't know well also there's a lot also of plutonium how, i mean if it's plutonium and it's uh for weapon usage and power usage it's yeah. probably quite active so even if it is yeah. dampened it's probably quite active it's super active. <laughs> that's also the thing like actually it's when probably I was not like that close to half-life if it's sunk before the end of its lifespan you no, know, like, you definitely know. not so when i was in germany i was also talking to my uncle and he also said like with nuclear power so maybe that's a controversial a controversial thing but i still think nuclear power is the cleanest energy you can have right now well, not the cleanest. Yeah, but right now, I, yeah, of course, not the no, cleanest. No, no, but one of the cleanest. I would, you can no, have, I'd say sorry. it's the. Well, my opinion, because I did the, you know, my, my yeah. masters. My opinion is essentially, if you want something that can replace coal, or anything like anything that, fo fossil fuel, anything, you yeah. can't suggest anything intermittent because coal and gas and oil are all uh, dispatchable, so they can be turned on exactly. and off. Whilst uh, wind and solar, etc., are intermittent, so you can't really replace coal with wind not one for one no not really you can with nuclear and it's a lot yeah a lot cleaner than coal yeah. <laughs> so and so right yeah now, I, so I'm, I'm very pro-nuclear at least in the in the meantime yeah that's exa know, like, exactly what i wanted to say also yeah, because know. the new technology also makes it that if, if you take uh, uh not plutonium because in germany yeah. they're taking for some reason plutonium or used to take uh if you can take uh, how's it called in english uranium uran radium radium radium, radium it's yeah. called then yeah radium um then it's it works for one thousand years. You can use it for one thousand yeah. years. That's yeah. the newest technology. When I saw that and read that, I was like, okay. I mean, and they then say I, it works for a thousand years, but how many it. times would they have to change the turbine? <laughs> 
Yeah, of course, but a thousand years a lot. <laughs> yeah. But you know that you can still keep that and you don't have uh, yeah. nuclear waste because in a thousand years they have some other idea. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> Probably, because they got maybe, that in the maybe, last 20 maybe or 30 Elon years. Maybe so. on Mars buying our nuclear waste for us. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hey, that's the best idea. Put the nuclear waste on the Mars. Yeah, no with, one cares. With Elon Musk and he comes back as a super villain. <laughs> <laughs> he comes yeah. back as Dr. Doom. <laughs> but that's the weird thing. Well, I was talking also about this with my uncle, because in Germany, we have this problem when the uh, Fukushima incident was yeah, in 2011. Yeah, they're like, hey, okay, what are we going to do? Coal. And they're completely they're completely relocating. It's also lignite as well. It's it's uh it's brown coal. Yeah. So the re one of the reasons the British coal industry died is because pretty much it's all anthracite in Britain, pretty much, which is the high quality black coal. Yeah. Uh, but no one needs that. You can use low quality brown coal. Yeah. But lignite is like way more uh, CO two e and other things than uh, something like anthracite. And so it's not like the worst coal and uh, replacing nuclear with that is insane to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, so. also, how many of these, most of these nuclear plants that they were bringing offline hadn't reached the end of their lifespan. So it's reasonable to assume that you brought some very active fuel back into a waste area when it would have, if you'd just gone to the end of the, li the lifespan the fuel would have been less active. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, and that's the same <laughs> problem in Germany. They're relocating complete well, yeah, that, towns, yeah. villages, completely like thousands yeah. of people just to shovel for coal there and just destroying It was insane. The when I heard that, that was essentially the German plan. I was like, that's insane. That's <laughs> completely insane. I, 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 I understood yeah. why people weren't like so happy about nuclear strike straight after Fukushima. I understood it. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, a lot of people who went on TV and said why it was so bad didn't seem to understand what had actually happened in Fukushima. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there, there were other things than the nuke. It was more the security, which was The, there, the so. nuclear power plant was, uh, at the time, it was about 50 years old. So the design's pretty old. So yeah. And uh, that's also in Germany. That, that's the problem. Yeah. They never put money into that to, in Britain. to update it's, it's it. And extra, this is this is extra bad in Britain. Yeah, <laughs> like. right. But this is why it's why it's dangerous. And then you look over the border, like especially that's in Germany a thing. France. France. France are great at nuclear yeah, power. Yeah, they're great. And yeah. you know what the problem is? Yeah, so also Britain wanted to build a massive nuclear power station and they don't have any engineers who've worked on the right level of nuclear power station because they don't have any new nuclear power stations. So they had yeah. to get, they had to get China to pay for it and France to build it. <laughs> they don't they didn't put any investment into that skill for yeah. like twenty years. So yeah. Yeah, so but you British know, energy engineers had to work on old stuff for years. You know, yeah, like. that's that's the thing. And see, and now the problem then is like what you said that French is great and that yeah. in Germany uh, when they are now taking also off the coal energy because they said, oh, yeah, it's yeah, bad. Yeah. We have to do environment stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, okay, makes completely sense. But just think about it before. So we have a lot of wind energy, like the first wind energy parks out in the North mm -hmm, Sea. Mm -hmm. Great. But it's just only about 25% of it is used, is really put into the energy net in Germany. They're not comp putting everything in for some reason. Well, uh, to, be, well to be fair, like, um, the highest the highest they can be in terms of efficiency is 60% wind turbines. Yeah, yeah, that's of course, a, but still, still but, so, you have more than the, like, the I, if you have 60%. See, I would say but, if that's uh, the only possibility, that's 100%. No, I mean, like, no, 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 they didn't no. put 100%. So even if they produce 60%, no, 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 there yeah. would still just be 25% of the 60%. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, that's the problem. No, no, of but it. Like, what I mean is, I can't actually remember the name of it. I learned this during my master's, but there's essentially an equation which explains that essentially 60% is the best theoretically you can expect from a wind turbine. Yeah. And I was like, if that's the maximum, that's 100%. <laughs> 
or at least if that's the maximum output, that's 100%. Yeah. Because th- what you're then saying is you're actually getting like 35% or 40%, <laughs> you know, which is probably actually like 60 to 80%, <laughs> you know, right? So, so I was good. just like, why are yeah. we calling it 60 when it's all you can get? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can't remember. I didn't really do yeah. a lot on wind. I mostly focused on uh, storage and stuff during my master's. So, okay. Yeah. Which is actually another thing. Lots of storage is just, would be really helpful, and no, it, it, no one wants to build it. Everyone, yeah, who, everyone who sells electricity doesn't want to build storage. Yeah, and that's you have, have so much photovoltaic and and yeah, the, the things that could save energy. Yeah. Because everyone's like, ah, oh, but in Germany there's not enough sun for all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, but what, why are you not saving it for the winter when you're producing too much in the summer? Yeah, I mean, because in Germany, if you don't build your house with a photovoltaic thing on top of on on the roof. Yeah, you can just sell it to the local energy provider. Yeah, yeah. So, Same and in France. Mostly, okay, see, but mostly you're just selling it to them but and not so, using in yourself. So, in France, it's so expensive. Like, yeah, and in the like, winter you have to buy. From if you actually want to set it so. up on, my dad looked into it in, in yeah. France. And if you do want to set it up in France, you've got to basically plan to make the money back in 40 years. Okay. And my dad looked into it when he was like 50, no, 62. And he was like, uh, well, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm retired. Sense. I was just seeing if I could make yeah. money. <laughs> like, yeah. And see, do you know about the yeah. things that Tesla actually also made like for years, by the way? Oh, these massive battery things. Yeah. These, yeah, these massive things. Those like, are good. Yeah. Oh, that, when, they, when they were inventing those, I was like, well, that's a good thing. We yeah. need those. Yeah. And so, they built so, power like, walls. So Did you my, hear about them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also. So yeah. During, during my master's, a lot of that stuff was just coming into the news. Um... But my actual thesis was about storage, like electricity storage or energy storage in general. And uh, uh, Runar, who was my supervisor, he was the sort of the Icelandic expert. He was the guy who had the most expertise on it in Iceland. And um, there was an American guy who, remember when I worked in Kvergeli? It was a yeah. while ago, but yeah. remember when I worked in Kvergeli? There was an American guy who grew stuff there. And he'd come every summer and... Uh, uh, like uh, grow tomatoes and stuff. And he was also an expert in energy storage. And he had gone to like, uh, whatever, BP, Shell, uh, all these okay. guys, and they'd given him money to do research on storage. Yeah. And all of his researchers said, if we implement even the most basic storage in somewhere like New York, essentially, you're not that far away from preventing general blackouts in general. It's not necessarily completely 100% thing. But, and you'll have to produce a lot less energy. And at that yeah. point, they all went, okay, thank you. And then said, we're not paying uh, you to do any more research. Yeah, yeah, Because right. you're saying we should make less energy. <laughs> right? So that was it. And he said, and he said he basically did that for like six or seven years. And then we went, all right, I'm just changing expertise. And, and he literally said that he had been in meetings and said, well, what are we going to do with the energy crisis? There isn't really an energy crisis. There's a storage crisis. Yeah. Now, I would say he's probably being a bit oversimplifying it there. But there is a general surprising lack of effective electricity storage unless you are someone who has a photovoltaic or a wind turbine or whatever and saves that electricity for your own use. Unless you are, massive power plants do have storage. Yeah. But a lot of the time, like the amount of storage we could have in like major cities and stuff is lower than you'd expect. That's what I basically yeah. learned during my thesis. Okay, but well that's super <laughs> yeah. interesting, but good to hear. A lot of it's not very good. Like, although it's bad, but it's good to hear that there's there, there's been like scientific work on it. Yeah, quite quite a lot of the storage isn't very good though, to be fair. Yeah, of course. You know, the best one is, is um, hydropower. Because essentially you can store 100% of what you want to use and let it out and get exactly what you expect to get out of it. Yeah. 
and it's not electricity you're storing you're storing water so it's, you don't have to worry that much about loss you lose some in eva- evaporation and stuff like that yeah but yeah but, Let's see, but that's, that's again that's yeah. that's the thing hydropower could replace like we talked about this thing this, i've got really into my master's thesis again uh <laughs> well no that's that's <laughs> but, interesting but, but hydropower could replace you know we were talking about the coal and stuff earlier and what could replace it well hydropower could in places that can use hydropower which is what iceland austria scotland norway yeah, probably <laughs> you know. germany also in the alps and, yeah. and in the in the mid-range but it is so it is limited to places that have heightened water bhutan bhutan has a lot okay. of heightened water Bhutan has a lot of hydropower. Yeah, uh, it's their main export. But uh, and well, you, you wrote about like to to have a, like a, 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 a the cable connected between Iceland and England. I didn't right? write about that. I didn't write about. That. I thought okay. about it, but I didn't. You thought in the about end. that, okay? No. no, because they wouldn't do it. <laughs> I just don't think it's ever going to happen. Uh, yeah. There's too much. There's too much local resistance here. Yeah, and arguably in Britain, it's like it, it's it, uh, like six years ago it was predicted to be about 10% of British energy. Which, to be fair, was an argument people made against it here. And I was like, well, I'm from Britain, and there's 60 million of us. Yeah. Not 300,000. So 10% of our energy, quite a lot. Well, it's about 6 million people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if there's 60 million of us, 10% of our energy, that's about 6 million people's needs. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's not really how it works, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, 10% of British energy is a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, right. Um, But I don't. I don't know that in Britain that would actually be all that popular either. Now that Brexit and stuff's happening, I don't. Yeah, because <laughs> it's going to cost a ton. To, yeah, it's going to cost more to buy energy from Iceland now. Yeah, now. So like with everything now, and then Britain. The trade theor- is just Britain fucked. Really, would probably theoretically, be the guy paying for most of that cable to be put down. Yeah, because or maybe maybe the aluminium industry would do it for us. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. But um, I don't know if they would invest in it. I don't know. I mean, did you hear about the, they invested like, I think it's on the south coast somewhere. They want to do offshore uh, wind energy also here, but just a British company. There's no point doing offshore wind here. Yeah, I don't know. Onshore, onshore, onshore. That's the that's the whole thing about the, uh, the test farm here is that it gets the same efficiency as an offshore installation and it's onshore. Maybe because uh, the Icelandic <laughs> people don't want to have it like Maybe. here. Yeah, they are a bit nimby about <laughs> I it, I don't know, guess. but it was an idea from them or an investment project, That's, whatever. That is so weird because that is literally, I was researching that for a part. Maybe they've changed their opinions on this, but essentially the onshore wind in Iceland is so yeah. dense yeah. that you don't need to take it offshore. Okay. And that was why they wanted to build 60 of them near the old power plant, uh, Burfeld. But uh, that wasn't a very popular idea either. Okay. Because it's right next to Hekla. So people didn't want there to be like 60 turbines in a row next to one of the most massive natural tourist sites. There was I can a reason, understand that. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah, understand. Yeah. There was a reason why they wanted to put it there, and that's because it was the best place for it in terms of uh, yeah. wind generation. But uh, yeah. but it's also like a migration route for lots of birds. It, 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 yeah, it, okay, that can be they, a problem. They do, there are a right. lot of considerations other than energy you have to put in if you put it there. Because yeah. I studied the engineering of this stuff at the time, I was like, I don't care about that shit. This, 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 <laughs> it's going to be the world's most efficient wind farm. <laughs> <laughs> also, a lot of uh, my friend did her thesis on because uh, she was quite against it. She did her thesis on the economics of not building it, uh, and um, basically, she said the thing is the amount of energy it would create. They seem to be relying on the, the undersea cable. If they mm. were to build all 60 of these wind turbines. They seem to be relying on the undersea cable because it's not just more than we need. It's like a vast amount more added on to what we would need. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't feel like a future projection for Iceland. It feels like a future projection for 
export. For export, <laughs> right. definitely. Yeah. But this so, is maybe what Iceland can do, should do. Well, that will was do. sort of the point in a way. That was sort of the yeah. point in a, is because Iceland is full of hydropower. That's the main thing here. And hydropower is the one where you can just turn it on and it works. Yeah. So you just open the turbine and it works. So if Britain goes, we need energy now or in an hour, they go, okay. And, it, and it just, it, whilst in France, where we mostly buy our energy from in Britain, yeah, it's a nuclear power plant. It's not. It's more complicated than that. It takes the startup time on a nuclear power plant is not instantaneous. Yeah. Whilst it essentially is on a hydropower plant. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, just just think know. about like the the I, w- I was thinking about that a lot. Like when you have real good energy storage, just say huge batteries. What Tesla yeah. already does, like in some Pacific uh, island yeah, states. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. Where I wouldn't even say it has to be that. batteries. To be honest. They're, they're just just think about. It. But when you have like huge batteries and you put them all on a container ship that you could transport energy from this place to the other place and the ship would run on that energy also oh, if there's you know, so actually, much energy in it you know, when I you're mean, thinking that, about that, it that is quite i can say uh, with relative certainty that that it, people uh, that concept exists okay is massively inefficient but people are working on making it more efficient okay well that's good <laughs> so, at least so it's good to hear so you know you know orkney in scotland yeah orkney, yeah. orkney produces um so much clean energy yeah uh, more than it can use and more than it can send back into the mainland of the UK. Okay. And so it's one of the test pods for all kinds of stuff. And one of the things they do is they have a ferry that runs on alternative energy overnight so it doesn't use any fuel. Uh, I can't remember what it runs on. No, yeah, it runs on hydrogen fuel cells. There we go. I'm pretty sure it's hydrogen fuel cells. Okay. And um, what's really interesting about it is the guy who was introducing it on this video I watched just went, mm-hmm. not efficient at all. It's like a 20% efficiency right now. <laughs> like, like we're not storing that much energy and letting it out, but it's a test bed. This this particular thing is okay. a test to make that okay. better over That's time. That's really good to hear. Yeah, so there's a university there called the University of the Highlands and Islands. <laughs> Because it's you know <laughs> there you go it's, it's in Scotland and uh, on an island. They, well, it's not. It's all over Scotland, but two of it. There's it's got one in Shetland and one in Orkney, so that's why it's the Highlands and Islands. Might have one in like the Hebrides or somewhere like that. I don't know. It's lots of islands in Scotland. People tend yeah. to forget that, yeah. <laughs> you know. But uh, it's essentially like the clean test energy center for the UK, and it's full of stuff like that. And if you yeah. live in Orkney. It's genuinely a place where buying quite an expensive wind turbine will probably work out for you financially quite quickly. Okay. Which is not true, generally. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a wind turbine is often quite expensive and often the return on investment is quite far down the line. Uh, it's still, it's better than it used to be. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah. the technology is also improving. As so. as the economic concept of the diffusion curve. So years ago, when people were suggesting wind turbines, people were going, well, they don't work. And literally, the more money got put into them, the better they got. The more of them were made, then they became commercially available over time. So the thing that made them work was people paying engineers to make them work better. (laughs) So, so, you know, like in the 80s, everyone was like, well, they're shit. And it's like, well, they're shit now. But people investing in looking at them and making them better made them less shit. (laughs) And Yeah, and that's that's the thing also. That's that's going to be true of hydrogen fuel cells. It's probably going to be true of most storage technology. This will be also true with electric cars because people, especially in Germany, are so highly against that. I don't see that also as the future uh, uh, solution to everything. Save our diesel. Save our diesel. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We love diesel in Deutschland. (laughs) But in the end, like uh, the funny thing is diesel is still (laughs) better than normal fuel because not, not really better, but you know you can use this uh, how's that called again this uh, at blue 
Yeah, and we yeah, would just I edit, suppose. and then yeah, and that's that's better. I'm like, okay, but when you Deutsch came, Liebe Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> but when they came up with something like this to make it less, uh, you know, less CO2, why didn't they come up with something completely else in the in the last years? Mm. That's that's the thing. The automobile industry is, Though, is I, uh, yeah. fucked up. Really. Though I, I remember at the start of two, year 2000, we watched a video because in year 2000 I was 11, you know, yeah, and we watched a video. Uh, uh, yeah like in my last time at my primary school so i'm like 11 i'm leaving school i'm going to a <laughs> i'm going to another school in a few months and they're like what do you think the year 2000 is gonna be like what's going on and they were already had like hydrogen cars and all these things uh, and uh, even at the time people were like they don't really work <laughs> they're not very good but who knows what the future brings and then i yeah. was like 10 years later i was like wait Did we just not make those? And then a lot of the time, there's a good reason why they didn't make them. But sometimes that reason is also didn't want to spend money on it. Yeah, <laughs> didn't want to spend money on it when I can just sell petrol cars. Yeah. You know, like. but but did, but did you see that like now it was uh, Fraunhofer Institute like in Germany like mm -hmm. a famous big one. They uh, invented uh, 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 like a pest mm -hmm. where you can store hydrogen in, and you can just put it in, for example, into a car, yeah, yeah. fuel it with that. And then it can react with uh, oxygen yeah. in the tank yeah. and create energy. And yeah. that's super easy. Although it's very, and it, it takes a lot of energy to store that into the pest. What does it put out? What does it exhaust? Nothing. At all? Nothing. Oh, yeah, there's uh, nothing in I it. That's the thing. You just have it, uh, CO2. Uh, not CO2. You have, uh, you have uh, H2O, surely. H2O. There's, yeah, well, that's yeah, what I was thinking. Does it have water vapor as, as in its exhaust? Yeah, no. <laughs> that's the thing. There's, there's nothing bad coming out from it. You're oh, just creating water. water. And was, was I, I don't know if you create water, but you just create nothing no, that's Honda, bad for Honda the environment. Honda did create uh, a car whose only output was water. I yeah. Can't, yeah, I can't remember. But they, it was... Yeah, it, it, it Mercedes also... No, We're talking BMW a long time ago. did that. We're talking BMW a long, yeah, did that also. This was, I remember because it was on an advert with a Garrison Keeler... Uh, did the voiceover for and Garrison Kilo got cancelled like two years ago so it's before <laughs> before <Okay>. then <laughs> yeah yeah see so that's there, there's I uh, see there's so much we could talk about this yeah it, yeah but yeah. It, it mostly it infuriates also, me also so. I graduated in 2017 so I it was fairly knowledgeable on the subject four years ago yeah there's massive chance everything has changed yeah oh, right the, 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 which is good at actually. least enough has changed that I don't know anything about it yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's A actually lot, generally every good. now and then I will ask people and they go yeah pretty much not that much has changed but this has changed okay you know so <laughs> hydrogen's a lot closer than it was hydrogen fuel cells are a lot closer than they were so yeah that's one thing oh because they were uh the eu is trying to get them to a certain efficiency level to try to, to hopefully use them as a storage system in the future and that kind yeah, of thing so hopefully yeah. they need to come up with that shit because we're mm -hmm. running out of fossil fuel that's yep. the also thing which a lot of people are forgetting about i guess yeah, like well a lot especially the, the germans is, i would say the thing is a lot of the world isn't really running out of fossil fuels but Arguably, they're always finding something arguably we are <laughs> in europe we kind of are yeah <laughs> like <laughs> Royal Dutch Shell doesn't do any drilling in the Netherlands anymore. No. <laughs> <used> Why? To, <laughs> used to do lots There's of... Nothing. Well, used to have tons of natural gas under the Netherlands and yeah, they just yeah. don't anymore. No. <laughs> you know? No, they're, they're that just... Was, uh, that was Bach, though. That wasn't Shell. Yeah. Now they're just a swimming pool for the Germans waiting that yeah. the uh, sea level is rising, so... Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Because when, well, the, when it goes over what... the dams, then we have uh, the ocean directly in the part I come from. <laughs> yeah, true. It's true. Yeah. That's what Fraggy Boyle said about global warming. He said in Scotland, the, the, there's a lot, of, it's really hard um, for Scottish people to make up their mind about global warming because on the one side, the world's going to end, but on the other side, we get to sit on the mountains and watch the English drown. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, mountains in England, by the way. <laughs> Scotland's not the only mountainous part of the UK. Yeah, but. right, right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I found that very funny. <laughs> well, that's really, really good. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. also like, like I said, the German jokes, they're always like, oh, I don't care about global warming. Then we have to see just in front of us in Netherlands yeah. or our way. Well, so. Belgium, really. Belgium's pretty low as well. Not as bad as the Netherlands. No, no, just some some part. I, the Dutch part of Belgium would yeah, be gone. That's the, the low thing. countries. This is what you yeah. used to call Belgium and the Netherlands the low countries. Yeah, they are the low countries. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> but the German-speaking part and What's, the French part would be Do we call anywhere there. the high countries? Nepal? Nepal's pretty just, high. Yeah, Tibet's just, yeah. pretty high. Yeah, yeah. Tibet Maybe was, Peru or so, Chile. Yeah. I don't know. They're also quite high. I mean, Tibet was, like, we considered it a country until 1948, so... <laughs> Like I, everything happened around forty eight and forty nine, right? Well, we, Which was good. It, it kind of brings us back to China, but a lot of people talk about like, oh, China invaded Tibet. But you know, there's a thing that people. It's another thing the British did that people don't talk about. But essentially, when they they left India in forty seven, right? <laughs> and around the time, like before that, they had signed a deal on what the borders of India and China were going to be, and what counted as China and what counted as India. And essentially, they said Tibet is neither, but it is a puppet state of China. Okay. So they said, essentially, as far as we're concerned, this country does belong to China, but it's not okay. technically China or India. Okay. <laughs> so that, like, and then um, it was, it was a. I was just watching a video about this on YouTube before you came, but uh, I sort of knew that already. But then Tibet was one of the main trading partners with India, the newly independent India, and then it was annexed by China. And not long after that, China and India went to war. <laughs> not just because of that. But, okay. but it was actually mostly because the British drawing up the borders really upset both sides, because there were there were people because India's massive mm-hmm. and China's massive. There are people who are like who would draw in the initial borders who could, would were considered Chinese like ethnically, yeah. but Indian nationally, and China wanted to claim a lot of the land that those people lived in, but it was kind of hard for them to do so without having to bet. Tibet. Okay. <laughs> Tibet yeah, was yeah. this big buffer zone between the two yeah, countries. Right, right. There are other borders between India and China, but Tibet is this massive area. So, but like, but it just just thinking about it, who was in in charge during that time in China? Because I remember Mao was in the sixties. Steady. No, it wasn't the sixties. It was earlier than that. Uh, but the this the the earlier. Okay. The Chinese Civil War ends in forty nine. Okay, so everything is really around 40. So actually, yeah, actually, no, I think I think maybe China invaded Tibet more like 50 then, maybe. Okay. Maybe it was more like 50. I think it was 49. I always feel like it was 49 or 48, but I'm pretty sure the Civil War ends in 49. Uh, yeah. And 49 is when Germany was, like, the Federal Republic was also founded. Yeah. And... Uh, I wouldn't say the invaders, the allies left. <laughs> it's, it's, it's no, all, they didn't leave, but... It's, it's also around the time that, like, Korea becomes distinctly two entities. That that happens over a long period. Yeah. But it's essentially around the time that Russia goes, all right, the Americans aren't being reasonable enough, so we want this guy to be in charge. And America goes, no, they're not. We hate communists. We want this guy to be in charge. Yeah. And it essentially creates these two entities of Korea, <laughs> which yeah, okay, yeah, like, didn't really... Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't, you know, weirdly enough, they didn't draw a line in the middle of Korea and go, well, everyone down here loves American capitalism. Everyone up here loves Asian communism. It's not really how it happened, <laughs> strangely I mean, enough. I mean, that's, that's the same like with, with when, when you think about like yeah. East and West Germany or when they drew the line between yeah, exactly. Berlin complete, and built the wall. Completely, yeah, so completely random, yeah. completely arbitrary. Yeah, yeah. So that was sort of it. But no, I feel like it was 49, the invasion of Tibet, and then it really upset India. And then uh, I think China actually declared the war in the end, but it was essentially 
a lot of tension uh, that already existed. Yeah. And weirdly enough, India asked the West for help. Okay. Not in military terms. They simply wanted weaponry. Yeah. Uh, and apparently the Americans thought the Indians weren't strong enough on communism within their own borders. Okay. So refused to help them. <laughs> so then the Indians got weapons from the USSR. <laughs> Because well. China and the USSR had already fallen out by that point. So uh, I guess that would put that war somewhere in the mid-50s. I'm trying to... No. I, I can't remember when China... Had, <laughs> I, there's the famous thing, the Sino-Soviet split is quite a famous thing where yeah. essentially Stalin and Mao had gotten along. And Stalin dies in 53. So... Yeah. Had, <laughs> so uh, but essentially, yeah, that split worked out in a lot of random people's favor. It actually worked out really strongly in Kim Il-sung's favor because that's the first leader of North Korea and uh, it enabled him to get benefits from both of his allies mm -hmm. where they used to be a united front he could play them against each other and get better benefits so that period of North Korean history actually involves quite a lot of very rapid development much faster than the South okay. until kind of the mid 70s arguably some people say until the early 90s I disagree with that <laughs> but it depends how you measure it okay <laughs> <You know? laughs> So there's still like 48, 49, and then the 90s where the big changes were, right? Like in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1950 is the start of the Korean War, and 1953 yeah. is the end of it. Yeah. It's like, is it 56, the start of the Vietnam War? And then that keeps going until no, the 70s. It's the 60s. I think, I think it started in the, the late 50s, 50s though. And it, really? I think it was literally 20 years of American history. Really? Yeah. That long? <laughs> so I almost like Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember looking up and going, I thought it was like 10 years. Which even then is too long, <laughs> yeah, but appa apparently it was like twenty years or twenty three years or something like that. It's it's mental how long the wasn't Vietnam it that, War was. No, no, it wasn't and there was already a French Vietnam War where they got battered by the Vietnamese and kicked out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's look it up. I like I yeah, do remember being like the life. Vietnam War is way. I just know like I have in mind sixties and seventies about November first, nineteen fifty five, until April thirtieth, nineteen seventy five. Oh, Jesus Christ! Which is uh, nineteen seventy four is when Tricky Dick was. Uh, yeah, was uh, taken out of power. So <laughs> maybe that's maybe it would have wow. lasted longer if he yeah, kept. I, I thought for like five, six years. No, no, yeah, no. I, I always thought I it, didn't remember that. I always thought then. it was like the seventies until yeah. no, I thought it was like the sixties until the early seventies. I was thinking about then, like Woodstock yeah. around Woodstock. It started because there was this like huge protest also against it, and then yeah. until mid seventies. I remember thinking Rambo didn't make sense because I because he comes back from the war, and I was like, but it's the eighties. It's men have just come back from the war. For one thing, it wasn't set when it was made. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the true. main thing that's about true. Rambo. It was set yeah. earlier than it was made. Uh, and the other thing is, he could have come back from the war in 1975 and still been drifting around America for five years looking I mean, for his friends. You know, even if it plays ten years later or so, he yeah. could still be just yeah, come back because he was in the jungle. He still thought everything was going on. No one had told him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and these men have like. Especially in the first film, he's been having incredibly severe PTSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Being able to find a job and stuff, you know. Yeah, so, right, like, yeah. right, right. So that, that's that's <laughs> you know. actually that, that's the thing. Like I, you know, there's the legacy of Rumble and everything. You're like, ah, oh, most brutal film, most deaths in the film, and then you have Hot Shots Two, who's making fun of that. Yeah. But then, then I watched the first time the first Rumble film. I was like, that, that's a pretty good drama, actually. It's great. It's, it's great. First one's really good. Have you read the book? I haven't myself. Yeah. Have you read it? No, he never. kills about four people in the book. And the, okay, he, so he, then comes complete the fiction afterwards. Think, yeah, he, yeah, I think it's all the other parts. He, he keeps showing, he keeps doing the same thing he does in the film of being like, 
look, I could have killed all your guys, but he yeah. keeps choosing not to until quite late on. Okay. You know, so you know the bit when he gets, he gets the guy against the tree with the knife. Yeah. And he just goes, look, I could have killed everyone and I could kill you now, but just fuck off, basically. Yeah. I think that happens in the book, but in the book, he really makes a point of not killing anybody. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But then he Should does, he that. ends up killing people because they keep coming for him and the National Guard comes for him and, you know, yeah, and all yeah, right, stuff. right. So, yeah. So then he goes, well, they're, they're, they're soldiers and I'm a soldier and that kind of thing. But, yeah. Okay. I believe the death count. I don't know. I don't know if it's four people, but I've been told by a lot of people the difference between the book and the film is the death count. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I know in the late Rambo film, the one when that came out in like two thousand and eight, just I, John Rambo. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. it's around the same time as the film Rocky Balboa came out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, a bit yeah, later yeah. It was Rocky Balboa, I think, but only a bit. Well, I think about Rocky Balboa was two thousand and eight. Yeah. I think. Yeah, but, you know. Um, because I was in my first year of uni, I remember watching Rocky Balboa in China on t- on ch- on Korean TV. Complicated, <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I what I saw I want wanted to go and see the Rambo film. I never ended up seeing it, and it, that was when I was in my first year of uni. So that was two thousand eight. Uh, pretty brutal. In yeah, German, well, apparently in German, he kills someone every two and a half minutes if you average it out or something like that. Yeah. So the thing is, it was even uh, of course you know German censorship, but even it was eighteen plus in in Germany. Yeah. Or for. 18 and above, it, it was still edited in the cinema. I watched the uncut version afterwards on oh, DVD, right. so. <laughs> well, that's the other thing I was going to say. The good guys in Rambo 2, the guys he's on the side of in Rambo 2, yeah. is Al-Qaeda, basically. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's not Al-Qaeda, it's the Mujahideen. Yeah, right, right, but it's in some kind of way Al-Qaeda. Yeah, he's helping, he's helping the people, which this is also what actually happened in history. He's helping the people that the British and the Americans trained to fight the Soviets. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and who, who are now, you know. Who wants to turn against them. Yeah, so. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so fun, I found that really funny though. <laughs> like in yeah, a way, because I just went, really wait a minute, because I'd seen it so many times and I knew that thing about Afghan history. Yeah. And it's literally last year I texted Bjarni, Bjarni Goto, who's been on this podcast. And I was like, wait, is Al-Qaeda the good guys in, in Rambo 2 when he went, yeah, bro. I was like, yeah, they are, aren't they? <laughs> you know? They used to be until the 90s when yeah. Osama bin Laden first bombed the World Trade Center. Yeah. So Even then, uh, like, some people consider that the Americans took the Kosovo cause up in the in the uh in the, 90s. the many Yugoslav yeah. wars that happened. Yeah. But uh they, they believe that um people in the American parliament, no, parliament in the American cabinet thought it would make it look like they were on Muslim side. Okay. You know, <laughs> against, against like dictators from autocratic communist yeah, regimes yeah. or whatever. They're like, well, look, see, we're defending the cause of our rights and their rights to their own country. Other people say they just were bought over by the cause. I suspect it's just, I suspect it's both. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> where they were like, "Yeah, I get why they want to have their own country, but also it looks good for us and it works out for us, maybe." Because <laughs> it hasn't really, but <laughs> politics—that's yeah. the thing. Just fucking politics sometimes. Anyway, we've talked for an hour now, so Ooh, we can probably okay. go away. Time flies by. Thank you for sitting in for Mauricio. Always a pleasure. Who is trying his hardest to make sure we can't get to fifty episodes? Because <laughs> then he'll have to admit he wants to marry me. I yeah. guess you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got a job now, like for quite a month. Uh, yeah, months, but he so. wasn't working today. Okay, he, he was staying at home. He basically the reason Mauricio's not here is because his daughter is sick. 
Yeah. And that's why he wasn't working today. He was at home with her. But that's, yes. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's how but he sent me a video on Signal and she was just going, whatever, ignoring him. And I was like, she didn't look sick. She just looked like she can't be bothered with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she doesn't care about you at all. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus. yeah. Right then. Well, goodbye, Patrick. Yeah. Goodbye, Hugh. Goodbye, people. Yeah. Goodbye and good night. Bang. <laughs> and good luck. <laughs>